Are you a photographer looking to build a five or six figure business that has both time and financial freedom? Maybe you're struggling to get clients on your books that don't know what to do to bring in your next lead. Maybe you're frustrated with social media because you see it working for other photographers, but you aren't seeing any results. Maybe you're an established photographer with a solid client base, but you're looking to go next level. The truth is that taking pretty pictures just isn't enough anymore. In order to build that dream career as a photographer that you had when you first got into this industry, it's going to take a toolkit of business skills, marketing strategies, and accountability. Hi, I'm Brooke Jefferson, a lifestyle photographer, marketing strategist, and business coach for photographers. Welcome to the Book More Clients Photography Podcast, where I share tried and true marketing strategies, interview other photographers and experts, and pull back the curtain on what it really takes to be the go-to photographer in your specialty. My goal is to help you turn your business both profitable and purposeful. If you're ready, let's jump on into today's show. All right, Heather, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm excited to dive into this topic specifically. It's never been talked about on the show before, and I think that it's going to be both very powerful and eye-opening for sure. But before we get into all of that, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to my listeners so they can find out who the amazing Heather Shriver Burns is. Oh, I'm super excited to be here. So thank you so much. And I'm excited to tackle this topic with you. So I am Heather. I am a life coach for Christian entrepreneurs. So I've done a lot of different things in the entrepreneur space. And ultimately, it came down to I realized that there was a disconnect between the having the method, the strategy, the formula, the plan versus actually doing the method, the strategy, the formula, the plan. And so my heart is to really help entrepreneurs focus on them working inside their hearts and their minds. And I talk a lot about heart set and mindset so that when they get the formula, the strategy, the plan, that it prospers the way that it's supposed to. So I'm a mom. I'm a mom to three little ones, all under the age of, I have seven, four, and two. And I've been married to my best friend for eight years just this year. And so that's just a little bit about me, but I am super excited to be here with you today, Brooke. Yes. And so just some fun background story for everybody, because I really love watching how God can take your paths and intertwine them and take you from one season into another. And I met Heather in a very different season of my life when we were both network marketers and doing all of that. And we ended up going on several times. Actually, I remember reaching out to you at a leadership dinner. And then we went on a trip to Mexico a couple months later. And it's just so cool to see how the Lord can connect you to the people that need to be in your path. And then they get to go with you into new seasons. And so it's just so cool watching the fact that we're sitting here doing this right now. Really, really cool. I love it. Actually, I was looking through pictures the other day and I saw a picture of the one you took of me on that cliff in Mexico of me in that I'm chosen tank top. And so I just, I thought about that too, that man, it's so cool. Like you said, to see how God connects us and some people are meant to go into your future and some aren't. And so I'm, I'm glad that we are still connected and doing the journey together. Yes, me too. So, okay. So let me give some background to the listeners on why are we talking about this specific topic at this specific time? And I get asked a lot, you know, Brooke, how do you have a successful business, right? Like 
you know, you have all these tools and you seem to always have the right mindset. And I am so on board with today's topic because it goes beyond that. And this is something that I, I've shared in bits and pieces, especially inside of the blueprint program or with my one-on-one clients and, and that kind of thing. But it's not something that I feel like I've ever stood on a stage and really told my testimony, if you will. And I think that the reason my business has grown to where it is, obviously through trial and error, obviously through, you know, learning the the education tools, all of that is because I feel like, again, it's a heart set. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but it, the heart piece portion might be the very thing that's not quite right and why you're not having this business or this life that you want. And It's just the world tells you some things that are lies and that are misguided truths. And I just, I want to break a lot of that today. And so it's great to have a solid mindset and it's great to have all the tools, but if you don't have the heart, then you're going to be sitting in an unfulfilled business and an unfulfilled life. And that's not what we're here to do. Um, We are, you know, we're a call to have an abundant life, right? That's why Jesus came to the earth. And that's why I am opening up about my faith on today, because I think it's really important. It is a piece that is so important and that that I need to honor and I need to talk about. And so that's why I brought Heather specifically on because she just describes things so beautifully. And you'll see how the Holy Spirit will use her voice to speak to you. Um, and so we're going to talk about a lot of heart set on top of mindset and actually having the strategy to have a successful business. So Heather, I will let you have the mic now and kind of introduce us to this idea of what is this heart set perspective? Yeah. And I love that because a lot of people ask, what do you mean by that? So mindset's not enough. And I think the world focuses on and tells us just change your mind, right? Well, the Bible says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So yes, there is significance in that. There is truth in that. But there's another piece to it. And so let me just really simplify the definition. First of all, mindset is, right, it's it's what you're thinking, right? It's, it's knowing in your head something, like knowing in your head. Heart set is living it out in your heart. And so I'll get a little nerdy with you with my neuroscience background that we live 90% of our day based off of our subconscious. So it's, it's why you can drive somewhere and not really ha- somewhere that you've gone over and over, uh, whether it's Target or I don't know, the grocery store, like you can go there and you don't have to think, go left, go right. You just do it. Have you ever driven somewhere and you're like, oh my goodness, how did I get here? And it's almost scary because you thought, did I, was I sleeping? Like, I, I don't know. Well, that's because your brain is wired to conserve energy. God is really smart when he created you. But so much so that we take on these things, whether they are, well, they're all thoughts. They all start as a thought. That's why you can be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But we live from our subconscious 90% of the time, which is why God says too, that he looks at our heart. So the heart and the mind are connected, right? They should be connected. But so often we can know stuff in our head, like the strategy, the method, the formula. I think about losing weight or doing something, being disciplined to do something. But if we're not living from this place in our heart with that belief of something, that deep rooted belief of who we are or maybe who God is, then we'll never carry out the plant, the thoughts, the the what's, what's in our mind. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes complete sense. 
I just think back to, to my faith, especially with my mindset. So I can remember being at the lowest point of my life in like 2016, when I was home with a toddler and a newborn and my husband was in a job that he absolutely hated. And I felt like we were, I just feel like I was at the lowest of the low. And I remember thinking the way that other people used to, or having that negative mindset, that negative outlook on life and not really being able to see the good in everything or understand why certain things were happening. And it was almost like, it was almost like I was completely transformed. And, you know, when I found my way back to Christ, back to, I don't know, just like the path. So I, the way that I see certain people talk online or certain people in my community, how they seem to not be able to rise above their circumstances, if you will, you can kind of just tell they're almost like Debbie Downers and they don't mean to be, they just literally can't think higher of themselves or of their situation. And I can't even fathom like living my life like that anymore. And so I just bring that up because I remember being there and I remember being like so weighed down with the heart set, the mindset, all of that and wanting better, but not knowing how to get better. And then I just feel like I did a complete 180 and was a new person. So I just had to bring that you know, to light yeah, because when you were talking about that, that's what came to my, to my mind. Yeah. Cause it sounds like when you were in that space and that just low season of your life, you had no vision, right? The Bible says where there is no vision, the people will perish. Yes. And so when we don't see what could be, um, and, and oftentimes right, the world, whether it's media or social media, whatever, the news, the radio, the, the enemy wants to point us to negative ideas, negative thoughts, the the negative and the bad sides, right? But God, when we know really what Jesus came, like you said, to give us life abundantly to the full, more than we could ever ask or imagine on earth as it is in heaven, right? When we really start to understand what some of those verses that are maybe we've heard, maybe you have heard them your whole life or maybe you haven't, but people get these tattoos and they put these plaques on their walls and they're like, yeah, that sounds really good. But once you start writing that in your heart and living from that place, really knowing that, wait a second, something's off because it contradicts what actually Jesus actually did for me. There's vision there. When you start to see that there's more that, wait, even though this bad thing may have happened, God's working all things together for good. And so some of, again, these are, these are the things that in our head, we're like, well, wait, I know God is good, but do you believe that from your heart? Two totally different things. And I know that because it's the whole reason why I've been on this journey myself. I was repeating, I was saying the affirmations or declarations or whatever you want to word it, right? I was saying all the right things. I wasn't tying it to the Bible and saying scripture, but I knew there was something hidden deeply in my brain, which was really my subconscious. I didn't know this at the time that I was operating from that. And what you're talking about is not only is that a vision problem, but it's an identity crisis. When no. you don't know who you are as a child of God, or you don't know who you are as a person or who you were intended to be, right? There's an identity crisis. So when you start to take on, wait, that's not who I am. Wait, wait, I am not a victim. I am not a, you know, a mess. I am not all of these, you know, these things. I am, and you replace those with the truth, right? But then that's the mindset's part of it, right? But then the heart and living that out from that place where that's the first reaction that you take subconsciously, you you react as that person, not as the opposite. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, like you said, you can do all the things right or think you're doing it right and say affirmations to yourself and like get wrapped up in the mindset, which again, you've got to be super careful on because some of those just look at where things are rooted and then just, you know, have, have some discernment there. But 
you know, you can have courses and we talked about this before we started recording, but like you can have the diet plan, the fitness plan, the course, the program, the coach, you can have all the tools for success that you need and still not do anything. And so I think that is so fascinating that we can have everything at our fingertips and still not have the life or business that we want. And it truly does trace back to the heart set. So what do we do about that? Yeah, it sounds like what you're talking about. We have a ton of resources. We have so many resources, but yet we neglect the source. And so then I would just, you know, where it's at, where are you plugging it into, right? Where is the source that you're getting all of that from? And that's where we can take everything back to God. And, you know, I always say like, I want your super to touch my natural, right? Like your super touch my natural strategy, your super touch my, my circumstances um, because God is a God of supernatural, right? And so we get so obsessed with figuring out and finding and discovering all the resources and the methods and the, what's the secret sauce. And we neglect the very secret, the very source of, of everything of good, everything of good that's of God. And so, yeah, we focus on a lot of times, and I say this from a place that I was this person, I was focusing on the wrong things. And so we tend to work on our business so much that we forget that we've got to work in ourselves. And that's where the true change happens inward. Yeah. So what does that look like practically for someone? Because I think a lot of us don't set out to like get lost or to not have the right heart set, right? Mm -hmm. We just get so caught up in all the things. So what does it look like to, I guess, kind of I don't know, like get past the mindset and focus back on the heart set. So what are some practical things or things you've even learned going through this journey yourself that have made that true transformation and all the difference for you? Yeah. So most of us are fighting battles that were not ours to begin with, but they are our responsibility to clear these things up, to to heal, right? To I'd say a lot. I think this is just such a season of like generational curses being broken. Um, and so what is the practical thing? Well, first of all, you already said it. When you were that girl in 2016, you couldn't even see it. And so I think the first part is one, getting yourself around people who have a better lifestyle and, and not necessarily just lifestyle. And I don't mean all the earthly things, although that's fine too who is it? Like you're listening to Brooke's podcast for a reason. She has a business that you would like to model your business after, right? So surrounding yourself with people who are a steps ahead of you, right? So that you can kind of see, okay, and you're learning from. So being on something like this is great. Listening to this is great. But the other part is that we don't even recognize, remember I said 90% of your decisions are based off of your subconscious. So most of us don't even realize, I myself, listen, I have the tools, but guess what? I also have a coach. (laughs) right? I still, even though I have all the tools, I have paid thousands and thousands of dollars to be educated, to have all the tools, all the resources, but I also have a coach because I value somebody holding space for me to help me see where my thoughts are. Because once I start talking, once you start talking, you say things that you don't really realize you're even saying, because again, it's coming from your subconscious. You're just operating from this identity place. So a couple things, one, surround yourself with people who are a few steps ahead of you, who have it figured out some of it, right? Two, really knowing your identity, like what is your identity? And if you're a child of God, that is a different set than what the world is telling you. And you have to really understand who God says that you are. In addition, not only understanding who God says that you are, but who is God? Because that's a whole other thing, right? We can say that, you know, I am chosen. I am free. I am whatever the affirmations that you want to put, even if they're tied to biblical truths, but we are made in the image of God. 
And so then we have to know who is God, who is his character, who is his nature and understanding that God is a good God. He's a good father and understanding who he is. That's another thing. But what I would encourage each of you to do is start recognizing the mean girl voice. And I always, I tell clients, name your mean girl. My mean girl's name is Lisa. Sorry if you're Lisa and you're listening, um, but my mean girl's name is Lisa. So when I hear those negative thoughts, I imagine it being this person and like, wait a second. So recognizing those thoughts and start writing those things down, carry around a notebook. I literally give this assignment to my clients, carry a notebook around when you start hearing those negative thoughts like, well, I don't have enough money or my husband doesn't support me or I'm not smart enough or I don't have enough, whatever. I mean, any of the lies that you're telling yourself, write those things down so that you can actually recognize them. And that's the first step in change. We have to recognize what's wrong in the first place. And then that second part of what I walk clients through is, is recording it. There is something that happens, even though it seems so simple and so, you know, oh, really write it down. But there's literally something that happens when you take a thought from your brain, your subconscious, and put it on paper and write it down. That's why the experts say to write out your goals, right? Because you're actually doing something. It's, it's, you're literally, it's, it, I can't explain the science behind it in this podcast, but literally it's doing something. Just trust the process. Write down these lies that you are believing because you have to recognize the lie first in order to be able to change the lie and and replace it with a truth. Yes. So good. So um, I can tell you writing is definitely very powerful. I really think anybody would probably agree to that. Um, And I know that seems so silly because even me, I'm like, oh, I really have to write this out. But I think it does. It does a lot of things. And I know like you have a lot of the scientific background on all of this too, with the neuroscience, which is really, really cool. But for me, now that I'm a little further in my journey, like I could definitely still do this exercise for sure, because there are certain lies that come up that are going to be different than maybe the lies that I had heard previously with my business. And so I, I really do like that exercise. I really want to encourage you guys to do that exercise because I think for a lot of you, just from what we talk about in the Facebook group and those of you that reach out to me, nine times out of 10, when you tell me something you're struggling with, it is mentally, right? It is it is a thought that you're thinking. So I really want to encourage you guys to do that exercise. And then how do we how do we combat those lies? So now we've got them on paper. What do we, yep. what do, we do with them? Yeah. So the first step is to recognize it. The second step is to record it. The third step is to refute it. And, uh, and what I do is I walk you through two ways to do that. So I'll share that with you guys today. So logically you can refute that. Um, Brooke, do you maybe have an example of maybe something you have battled in the past that that thought was coming up that was preventing you from taking your business to the next level? Yeah. So specifically the one thing that I, that I know, not even just myself, but everybody is there always seems to be that one other local photographer that you constantly compare yourself to. And it used to make me want to throw in the towel and just shut down my business. I'm never going to be as good as her. I'm never going to be able to charge as much as her, blah, blah, blah. So that was my biggest life. Comparitis. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. That gets all of us. And that never, by the way, guys, it never stops because there's always somebody doing bigger, doing more, making more, has more followers, right? So that really never ends until you know your identity. That's a side note. But anyways, all that to say, okay, um, in that whole, I'm not good enough. By the way, the three basic human needs of every human being, male, female, you know, every is to feel loved, 
to feel safe and to feel worthy and enough. And what you've mentioned is this need to feel worthy enough, to feel valuable, right? To, to know that what you have to offer is of value. If you don't believe that, why would you ever go through with the to-do list that you have on your paper, right? This is a, something a lot of my clients work through is like, I have all the things. I knew what I was supposed to do in the month of you know April and I didn't do them. I'm like, well, I know why, because I know that there's something, it has nothing to do with the things on the list. It has something to do with your belief about who you are and um, all that to say. So then you refute that lie. So Brooke, what value do you have to offer? And you write down logically. I'm not talking about fairy tale land. I'm saying logically, what do you have to offer? What value do you have? What education do you have? What what previous experiences? And so literally refute that lie that you have no value to bring or you're not good enough or you, you know, whatever that, that thought is, right? And you refute the lie logically. I always say, pretend like you're in a courtroom and somebody was accusing you of this and you had to prove that that's a lie. So logically, if you needed evidence of it, right? Um, and sometimes people really struggle with this. By the way, guys, again, most of the things you're battling have nothing to do with what you, most of these things are happened when you were a kid. <laughs> Sorry to say this, but like you're battling things that happened to you when you were a child, when your prefrontal cortex was not developed enough to make a decision to, to actually take a step back and say, wait, that's not right. Or I don't like that. Your brain doesn't know the difference between right or wrong, good or bad. Um, all it knows is what you repeat to it. And so some of us have had things repeated to us, whether they were from a neighborhood bully, a parent, a teacher, ourselves, something on TV, whatever, um, that we're believing these lies. And so logically refute the lie. And then there's an emotional side to refuting a lie. This is an awesome exercise that I um give to all of my clients. And I personally walk through myself. So you can emotionally refute this lie by pick one person in your life that you love more than anything that you would do anything for. If you're a mom, a lot of the times it's going to be one of your kids or maybe a spouse or maybe your BFF, right? And so you are going to imagine yourself saying this lie to that person. So Brooke, imagine you're, you telling one of your kiddos, you have no value and you'll never amount up to what she has to offer. I mean, could you imagine saying that to your kid? Um, no, that makes me want to cry. <laughs> yeah. So typically this will make you cry. Any, all my clients are like, I didn't want to cry. I'm like, get ready. Get the tissues ready. This is okay. This is deep work because this is, this is identity issues, right? That deeply written inside of your mind, the enemy has come in in some way, shape or form. He doesn't care who he has to use. He just wants to make you not know your identity in Christ. Because once you know the power that you have as a child of God, as a co-heir, as a king, um, <laughs> hello, you're unstoppable. But most of us never tap into that because we're believing the ridiculous lies like you have no value to bring and you're never going to amount up to what she has to offer. So you might as well just throw in the towel because you are no competition. By the way, there is no competition in the kingdom. There is more than enough. If we truly believe that there's abundance and that there is more than enough that Jesus came to give us a life of abundance, do you think that God, God's not a God of lack? He's a God of for glory to glory. He wants to take us from good to even better, better to best, right? And so, again, we can say all those things and those things sound good. We can get those tattooed on our arm or write it on a T-shirt or, you know, but we have to believe those things from our heart. And they have to be written into, into our subconscious. They have to be written into our identity so that we operate from that place. We don't have to think about it consciously. We don't have to proactively choose it. We just do it. We do it. We reactively do that. Unfortunately, most of us are living in reactive mode from negative thoughts. So 
All right, let's go back to the, the exercise. So we're refuting the lie logically and then we're refuting it emotionally. Pretend like you are saying this to somebody you love and you will really wrestle with this. And the deeper you get to these lies, oh man, it is like, I'm sure you most people will cry and they'll think, wow, I cannot believe it. But the reality is that you're speaking that way to yourself every single day. Why is it okay for you to say those things to yourself, but it's not okay for you to say it to somebody that you love? But this is the one thing that I think a lot of people miss that God says the greatest commandment is to love God, right? What do we do? Well, we got to love God. And he says, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Problem is most people don't even love themselves. I'm not talking about a self-righteous love for yourself that you're better than anybody, but no, like truly loving yourself, seeing yourself as a child of God, the way that he loves you, that's life-changing because then you know how to go and love on other people. And it's just this like perfect cyclical thing that once you love God, you love people, you love yourself, it just all works because we know that love covers a multitude of sins, right? Love fixes everything. So you refute this lie emotionally and you write down all of the things that you wish that you could have said to speak truth back into your child or your best friend or your spouse or whatever. And all of those truths, why would you tell? Give me some examples. Why would you never tell your, I don't know, pick your son or your daughter, but um, why would you never tell them that you're never going to amount up to anything? Could you imagine just saying that to them? What are some things that you'd like to speak into her or his little eyes or his little heart and say, that's not true? Yeah. Um, for me, that would be, and I love this exercise because I literally can see the connection to how God sees us. Obviously it's going to be above and beyond what we can imagine, but for my kids, I want them to know, like you can do anything that you put your mind to the world is, you know, your blank canvas. So you do what God has called you to do. I mean, there's just, this exercise is going to be so powerful because I'm going to do this for myself because you're right. A lot of the lies subconsciously that I hold on to absolutely stemmed from my childhood. And I can even pinpoint who it was and when it was said to me. So I can imagine there's going to be a lot of tears during this exercise, but yes, but thinking back to my kids, I mean, you don't ever want to fill them with negativity. You want to fill them with, with the truth, which is very much so what I believe God speaks to us through his word and through other people. So such an incredible, incredible exercise. Yeah. And so the last part of this, so you first, you, you recognize the lie, you recorded it, you literally wrote it down, you refuted it logically, you refuted it emotionally, putting that on somebody else. As you're refuting it and you're coming up with all the logical reasons why that's not true, then you're coming up with all the emotional reasons that you're like, wait, baby girl, you can do anything. Do you know who loves you? Do you know you are talented? You are this, you know, all the things that you would tell her, right? You turn all those statements around and those become your declarations. Those become your I am. I am all of these things. And you start writing those in your subconscious, right? So you you have to recognize the lie first because your brain is on autopilot, just conserving energy, thinking of all the things that you've been told or you've told yourself over and over. And so we want to sever those. We want to cut those off, those little pathways, and then we want to create new ones. Um, and then just from a scientific, like numbers wise, it's studied that it takes about 67 times for your brain to hear something to start to believe that it's true. And you got to think, right? I don't think any of us here are younger than 10 or 12, maybe 20. I don't know. But we have decades of this lie that's been on repeat. And so we, it, and, but statistically it takes, you know, from the studies, it takes 67 
days, 67 times. And so I encourage my clients to take their phone out. If you have an iPhone, I'm sure the other ones you know, do too, um, and record these truths and listen to them in the morning and listen to them in the evening before you go to bed. And remember, the morning you want to listen to before your subconscious starts to kick in. Don't you guys, do you have a habit in the morning? You like go to the bathroom, you brush your teeth, you wash your face, like the things that you normally do, you want to try to kick into your subconscious before it has a chance to activate so that you get that fresh, like mushy, you know, you can get those truths right in there. And then before you go to sleep so that you can write that on your heart and in your mind before you go to sleep and you have something to end it with. So that's the secret sauce. (laughs) Yes, that is so good. And Honestly, talking through all of that, it's so easy to see how the world has gone astray and how if everybody would just do the quote unquote heart work, mind, mindset work, all of that, and really focus and love ourselves the way that God has commanded us to, um, we would probably live in a much brighter world, but we know that we live in a broken world. So I just think that you know, that exercise is going to be so powerful in individual lives, but I have absolutely no doubt that it is going to ripple effect beyond that into businesses, into those people that are around them. And, you know, I feel like for me personally, in my journey, I've come so far, but I still have so far to go, which is beautiful. And I'm sure you can say the same thing for for yourself as well. So man, this is so good. This is so good. But all of this traces back to the heart set. The reason that we want to, you know, really hone in on this topic again is you're meant to not, I mean, you're not meant to have this miserable life and a business that you can't just seem to, you know, to get on startup or to get on autopilot and all of that. You're meant to, you know, live out so much more than we already are. And I really feel like we are our own obstacles, our own speed bumps, all of the things. And I, I feel like if I, you know, gave you guys everything you wanted, every single thing, pull out your bucket list. If you wanted all of those things and I gave it to you, some of you would still self-sabotage yourself because it goes back to the heart. And so that's why I think that this exercise and everything that Heather shared, guys, this is gold and it's not fun work right? It's hard work, but if right. people put that into place, I truly believe that you guys will see that transformation in yourself, in your life, and it will trickle on down to your business as well. And that's why I thought that this was so crucial to share on this show. Yeah. I thank you for having me. Yeah. And, and you said it, it's so much easier to work on all the other stuff, right? Nobody, nobody really wants to sign up for the heart work. It's it's deep stuff and it will, it will gut you. I call it, my clients usually say it brutal. It is so brutal because it is digging into the deepest, darkest parts of your heart and your mind that you really probably didn't even know quite were there. But once you can see the problem, see the, I call them weeds, right? There's weeds in your garden that are taking place of the fruit of what God actually wants to plant in your heart, in your mind, in your life. And our lives should be, right? We're judged by our fruits. We We can see by our fruits. And so the Lord wants us to be fruitful. He wants us to prosper. He wants us to to show the good. And so um, I just encourage you as you do these exercises, lean into the resistance wherever it's like, oh, I don't want to do that because I'm telling you from from doing this myself, I avoided it for such a long time because I was like, oh, it's going to work for her. But I don't know about me or I don't know if I want to go that deep because your brain is wired to keep you safe and comfortable. But think about what you've been telling yourself is normal 
shouldn't be the norm, right? And so it's going to try to prevent you from doing this because this is forcing you to do the brutal work. But I promise you, if you're willing to go deep and you're willing to lean into the resistance and do the hard work, that brutal side is going to turn out to be beautiful. Absolutely. Well, this was music to my ears. This was definitely so good. You know, I'm, I'm really am going to work through this exercise as I know several other people will too. But where can people get more goodness from Heather? Where can we hear more about God, about faith, about your business? Where can we find you? Yeah, I've got a few places. So I have my own podcast called The Garden of Favor. So you can go check that out. I have a Facebook community, Garden of Favor, also Bloom Society, but thousands of other, you know, um, entrepreneurs who love Jesus and want to do business, not just for God, but with God. Um, and then I have a website that is currently being reconstructed, but it's heatherschreiberburns.com. So you can always shoot me a DM on Instagram, shoot me a DM on Facebook, and I would absolutely love to connect with anyone who could use some more of this goodness. Yes. Thank you so much. This was so, so good. Um, Hopefully this is going to be one of those episodes where I'm going to have to come back to every year and put on repeat or season. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. So I'm just, thank you so much again. This was such a golden episode. Thank you for having me, Brooke. I love you. Hey friend, I want to take just a minute and introduce you to the From Broke to Booked Blueprint program. This is my signature business framework that has been taught to over 100 photographers in the last two years that has completely transformed photography businesses across the globe. Yes, really, the globe. When you become a student of the Blueprint program, you are given immediate access to my framework that gives you the support and tools you need to run a profitable, purposeful, and sustainable photography business. This program covers everything from building the foundation of your business, including the legal aspects, contracts, finances, taxes, etc. We cover client experience from start to finish, pricing and packages, how to brand your business so you can stand out from competitors. I also teach over six unique organic marketing strategies that you can use to book more clients in your business, as well as so many other topics and bonuses. You can read up on all of the details at brookjefferson.com slash blueprint program. But my favorite part of the entire program is getting to connect with you all inside of a student-only Facebook group where we really dig deep into your individual business and watch your growth throughout the entire time. And did I mention you get all of this for lifetime access? I would love to be your biggest cheerleader in your photography business and help you hit the goals that you have set for yourself. Come join us at brookjefferson.com slash blueprint program. And as a podcast listener, don't forget that you can take $100 off the program using the code BOOKMORECLIENTS in all caps. I can't wait to see you inside.